Welcome back to another episode of Below the Dot Podcast, where we recap and discuss a new episode of Degrassi The Next Generation every throwback Thursday from the Degrassi Black Hole. I am your co-host, Terry McGregor. I'm your other host, Chris Sharp. And today we are recapping season four, episode six, titled Islands in the Stream. But before we get into the episode, we're not doing a trigger warning today, surprising enough. And I was almost going to go into that just out of habit. Um, we're going to get <laughs> yeah, into threw some... it in there. Yeah. Am <laughs> I in the trivia. wrong episode? Or am I on the wrong episode is the question. No, I think we're right. Oh, you're right. There's no, you know, I got to stop recapping ahead because I don't know who the, <laughs> who the hell we are. Yeah, we're yeah, good. Not today. We're good today. Um, we're going to get into some trivia for Terry before we recap the episode. Um, and then again, episodes to come, lots of trigger warnings, lots of discussions to be had. All right. First of all, true or false? Does Chris have a cold coming on? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you guys may have noticed my mug and spoon tea noise in the background. Here we are again. Anyway. I have three questions this week. Who's number one on Rick's list? Mm, Emma. It's Miss Hatsalakos. Like, the nerve. I'm done with them, like, over-sexualizing that teacher. (laughs) Leave that bitch alone. Number two. What is the world's largest glacier? Oh, my goodness. I don't know the name of it at all. The Lambert Glacier. Fun fact, still true. This is the answer then in the episode. This is still true today. Oh, 20 years, no change. Surprise, it's really still there, honestly. Truthfully. (laughs) All right. What does Hazel love? Um... (laughs) What she says that this episode? She does. It's very random. I love. I have no clue. What the hell? Soup. Soup. That is so random. It was a very random moment in the cafeteria. She's so random for that. I know. I know. I love it. Yeah, I got none of these right. (laughs) You know what? But you showed up, and that's important too right yeah that counts a for effort so you're doing amazing sweetie (laughs) i'm so over it um okay well you know just to tie into the theme i don't have much tidbits today um this episode didn't give us much to discuss that's because we know them upcoming episodes again if you know you know if you don't you will find out next week they're gonna take a lot out of us so they're not giving us much this week um yeah, I guess I won't even say the one tidbit I do have because we'll discuss it in the episode, so. Okay. Um, we're going to start off with the hour plot B. Mr. Simpson asks the great nines or tens. I don't I don't even know who's who at this point. Who are they? Right. He asks him to partner up. Toby tries to work with Emma, but she tells him that she's working with the ever-elusive Heather Sinclair. Mm. Now, this storyline doesn't make any fucking sense to me because what is wrong with Rick? Like, 
Nobody is left but Rick for partners, and he makes his move on Toby. He tells Toby that Emma's number three on his list. Gross. I can't still believe, or cannot believe still, that Toby's pining after Emma. Right. Let it go. Rick tells Toby that his list isn't a crass rating system. It's just a ranking system. And I want to know how this is better. Yeah. I want to know how we got here. Like, (laughs) I'm confused. And I'm confused about anyone who entertains any of this because I thought like two episodes ago we were just anti-Rick. So why do we even, why do we even know? Well, you know, Toby don't got no friends. So I'm not mad at him. Yeah. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. He tried to work. He tried to work with Emma and Emma played him. So for Heather. We don't see. Realizing that Rick makes a list of people at Degrassi kind of feels like a red flag. But I got a question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Rick's list is as fucking weird as I do? Is it just me? No, it absolutely is. And that's why I'm also just confused. Not confused about the storyline because I I guess they're just trying to give us more backstory on Rick. But for someone who literally is hated because of the relationship that they were in and the harm they caused, I'm just confused that he's making lists of women's names, just like even trying to entertain the idea of dating. Like, if you want to come back to Degrassi so bad, I just feel like you should stay as far away from girls, relationships, all that stuff uh, as much as possible. quiet. Yeah. And like... I'm not saying that Rick deserved the mass amounts of bullying that he received. We know Mm -hmm. that people were awful to him. But also, I think that Rick should have moved quieter, and he didn't. Mm -hmm. And the reason he didn't was because Rick was not – he wasn't humble, but he wasn't really seeing things the way they were. But I Mm -hmm. make comments on this later. So Mr. Simpson interrupts his Rick's discussion with Toby to quiz the two of them on facts. He invites both Toby and Rick to participate in his wild brain trivia competition or whatever the hell he calls it. I don't give a shit. The next morning, Toby shares his list of the three individuals with Rick. They're on his list. Emma, Ellie Nash, and Hazel. I guess that kiss from last season left a mark on Toby. I don't know. Yeah, that's funny. That's one of the tidbits. Not, not actually mine, but a tidbit from the Degrassi fandom wiki is that Hazel's on the list, but they already kissed. So real ones yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> Rick decides that they should turn this into a competition to see which one of them can get a kiss from Emma. I just do not understand why the most hated man at Degrassi would believe himself to have a foot in this race. Emma straight up told you that she doesn't like you. But I guess fuck me because after (laughs) Toby tells Emma that he'll win a competition with Rick if he gets a kiss from her, she gives Toby a kiss. But then what else has what else has a friend girl without friends got to lose? Like, okay, here you go. But then when Toby rubs it in Rick's face, then Emma gives Rick a kiss too. I'm so genuinely confused. If someone came up to you in high school and said, I am in a competition, will you give me a kiss? Is that something that you would do and find normal? You would if you're desperate for friends and attention because <laughs> don't nobody like you. Because that's this is wild. Like, this is basically an outsider's group. A bunch of people who don't mm. nobody like That makes sense. That's a good point, actually. (laughs) So, since they're tied, Rick proposes a new game to break their tie. Whole game is weird. The next day, we see that Jay (laughs) is bullying Rick relentlessly. This hasn't knocked Rick off his high horse, though, because he tells Toby immediately after he wants to compete with Toby to get the most kisses by the end of the day. 
And it just it just truly highlights that Rick has no sense of reality because he's trying to convince girls to give him a kiss by by paying them. Mm-mm. Obviously, Toby is going to win this competition. It does not matter how geeky Toby is. He is also very sweet and he's been at Degrassi forever and he has not beaten anyone into a coma. Mm-hmm. Toby feels really bad overseeing like Rick trying to pay those girls to give him a kiss. So he pays Darcy to give Rick a kiss. And Darcy kisses Rick and Jay sees this. Toby and Rick are discussing their kissing competition when Jay finds Toby and stuffs him into a locker immediately after. (laughs) This may have been the end of the storyline in this episode, but you rest assured there will be more bullying to come our way in our next couple of episodes. Because as I type this, I realized... Y'all know what's coming next. So, Anyway, back to plot A. Any comments on plot B? I think, did we ever have a discussion about, like, what Jay's issue is with Rick, aside from the fact of, like, Terry, who he's not necessarily connected to? Exactly. Rick, Jay is just an opportunist. <laughs> because he's super cool with his girlfriend, Alex's mom's abusive boyfriend. We'll see that okay. later. Mm, okay, yeah. I don't like that. Because my only note for that like plot b was just like it makes no sense because one dude that plot b's really makes sense but it's also like okay obviously radish hasn't done anything about bullying because homeboy is being openly bullied darcy's new and she knows that's who's getting bullied why does she know that how is toby getting stumped in a locker like in broad daylight no one's doing anything and why is jay targeting rick like this is nuts to me because he bored yeah um that's the only thing i noticed yeah, like, do some schoolwork. That's the thing is, like, you are literally going to school to bully someone. Like, you're not doing anything else. You're not fixing cars like Sean. Like, you're not doing anything. You're just there, hopping on the opportunity to bully someone who everyone, who is directly impacted by what Rick did, right? So, like, Jimmy, he's all of them just decided to ignore him. And they are directly affected by what he did. Wild. Well, maybe. We'll, true. We'll talk about. But we're, we're not there Anyway, so for our plot A, Paige is doing her best working at the dot, but unfortunately, we are going to see that sometimes your best simply is not enough. In short, Paige is a really bad server, and that's saying something considering Spinner is capable of effectively doing his job, eventually with time, because if you guys may recall, the one time Spinner brought a hamburger to a man who ordered a ham sandwich. I guess the manager decides that he has had enough of incompetent service on his staff, and he lets Paige go. He fires her in the shadiest way and like he simply just leaves her off the schedule for the next week, which I used to always be afraid this would happen. Every single time the schedule rolled out, it was like, is this going to be the week that I'm just not on it? But they kept bringing me back. Yeah, people are petty like that, though. That wouldn't be the first time that someone lost a job like that. Like, that's the first step to like getting rid of someone without openly firing them. Yeah, you cut their shifts. (laughs) Manny finds Spinner the next day and compliments him on his sunburn. She doesn't have a sunburn because she wore sunblock. Does Spinner forget about his girlfriend in this conversation? Not exactly. (laughs) Paige uses a lavender sunscreen. I don't know why someone would use something like this, so I googled it and it does exist. (laughs) Nosy-ass Craig is round in the corner looking at pictures from the car wash when he comes across both Spinner and Manny talking while he's looking at that scandalous picture of Spinner and Manny, which obviously didn't tell the entire story. Mm. do you know this 
stinky ass man, Spinner, fixes himself to <laughs> lean into Manny and sniff to find out whether or not her sunblock is lavender like pages. That was so wild to me. Like, just that action is wild. Like, a wild visual for someone that goes to school with their girlfriend, but go off. Right. So, Hayden asks Craig can't have any of that, so he steps in the cock block, and Manny ends up scurrying off, and Craig pushes Spinner about his relationship with Paige. Question. Do you think Craig is trying to stop Spinner from cheating with Manny and making the same mistake as him, or do you think Craig is jealous of Spinner flirting with Manny? I feel like... It felt like a warning for sure from like a bro to bro type thing. Like don't get mixed in it. But it's very clearly like just if I don't have Manny, like you shouldn't either. It's very jealous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Craig tries to act like he's trying to warn Spinner, but I do not believe it for a minute. And Spinner is trying to live the life like season three Craig before the baby. Y'all know I'm just confused because Spinner smells. (laughs) I think I'm confused too because it's like, Spinner also makes it very clear like that Craig like the boundary can be crossed right like you talked to Manny last year so now she's fair game like he makes that like draws that line to Craig while still in a relationship which is wild to me but him being like Manny's last year's problem to you is him pretty much being like she's fair game like get out of my face. (laughs) So Paige is walking with Hazel and Ashley in the cafeteria discussing their love of soup. When Paige accidentally spills something on Hazel, Spinner finds this hilarious and he really starts going in on Paige. Jimmy announces that he's going to get up and get Hazel some napkins and asks if the sunburn that Spinner has has him too tired to move. Look at a man calling out another man on being basically a Neanderthal. Yeah, we gotta love when Jimmy uh, calls out Spinner because nobody else be trying to. Instead of getting up and following Jimmy's lead, Spinner snatches food from Paige's plate to stuff in his face. And he's truly just acting like an animal, no? Absolutely. I didn't understand at this part, like, why he was doing all that. But it's Spinner at the end of the day. It's like, wow, you really haven't changed. (laughs) Well, you see, I was kind of talking about um, or thinking... I may have said this button in the past, just the dynamics of their relationship have really shifted. Paige used to be like the coolest girl in school, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like she's not really holding that title very well right now. She's kind of gotten thrown back a little bit. And now Manny is moving up the social ladder. She's super mm. cute. People have gotten over her abortion episode and the love triangle bit. And she's still like, she's always been really cute and Spinner's always had his eye on her. So it almost feels as if he's into someone who seems as if they have power. Mm, That's true too. That makes sense because who points out Hazel's going to end up pointing it out. But the dynamic between even just Spinner and Paige has changed because of everything with Dean and what happened with the car. So he's like, hmm, I like when the tables turn. Mm -hmm. So... Paige is, is forever indebted to Spinner, and so he thinks he gets to treat her however he wants. And Ashley defends Paige, but Paige is like, no, 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 it's fine. But the two, Ashley and Hazel, look really concerned. Next, we see Ashley, or no, Paige at the movie theater applying for a job. The interview isn't going terrible, but at the end, Paige realizes that Alex, her arch nemesis, already works at the theater. And this presents itself as a problem because they hate each other. Paige tries to talk to Alex at school and beg for the job. Considering Paige still needs to pay Spinner for his car. She needs it. 
Her bagging was really piss poor, and Alex seems to think so because she told Paige she put in a bad word for her. <laughs> Paige is lamenting about this to Hazel when Hazel tells Paige that not only is she better than working in a movie theater concession with Alex, but she's also better than Spinner. Craig is messy as hell for printing that picture of Spinner and Manny to put on the display in school. Good boyfriends don't hold you to things like that. Good boyfriends also don't do this messy that was gonna be my question is do you think that craig would have put that photo out if he didn't get that reaction from spinner where spinner was pretty much like get over it like no I feel like, no yeah. not at all yeah if he didn't get that response from spinner who wants to willingly be trifling i don't think that craig would have put it out but he absolutely used it to his power yeah i also just think yeah, it's partly because he's pissed at Spinner, but partly because it's Manny. I think it's two of the things. I'm not sure if he was just pissed with Spinner. If Spinner was doing this with somebody else, I don't think he would have done this. Or if mm. it were Manny with somebody who wasn't Spinner, I don't think he would have done this. But because it's Spinner and Manny, he's like, absolutely not. I'm printing this and I'm putting <laughs> it up and everyone is going to see it. Petty. Petty. Paige plays it cool, but you know... That girl wants to choke the shit out of Spinner. And I'm proven <laughs> correct because she shows up to the dot with a picture. Paige tells Spinner that that was not an innocent hug. And she knew damn well that it wasn't. Paige tells Spinner that all he has to do is tell her that it means nothing. But Spinner can't even do that. In case you guys are wondering how Ellie and Sean are doing, we find Hazel gossiping with Paige about them in the cafeteria. Completely irrelevant to the entire episode, but they are still shacking up. Spinner surprises Paige at Spirit Squad practice with flowers to apologize for having guilty thoughts. Do you know this boy turned around to eye Manny down and he was caught by Hazel immediately after giving Paige flowers? This is so trifling. Like, I've never seen someone so openly, like, since Craig, obviously. But wow, like, he's not even trying to hide it. Craig was at least trying to hide it. (laughs) Not at all. He's right. So... Also, Paige got the job at the movie theater. Hazel tries to tell Paige that she deserves better, but Paige blows off Hazel and goes to work. She's learning the job when Spinner shows up with Jimmy, Craig, and Marco. Spinner tells Paige that he's here to support her, but then he starts listing off unreasonable demands. Like, he wants popcorn, but stop there. Add more butter. Stop there. It's a little bit of salt. His friends are obviously embarrassed, but nobody says anything until Spinner says, good girl. Suggesting Mm -mm. that meeting his demands is good training. Craig very slightly calls him out by sarcastically saying, nice. (laughs) In spite of everything, Paige demonstrates that she's learning the job and improving. She's getting to know Alex while Alex calls Spinner out for being a jerk. Alex admits to Paige that she used to be scared of her, but she realizes that Paige is a coward because... Because if my boyfriend showed up here and treated me that way, I'd be shopping for a new boyfriend. But And then we see the boys leaving for their movie, or their movie, I don't know. They're talking about the movie with each other and Spinner alludes that Craig is jealous of him. Paige asks Spinner for a ride home with what room in his car? He's got like five passengers. And he tells Paige, absolutely not. I'm not waiting for you. Craig is like, "Mm, yes, I'm not jealous of your little bitch ass because you're a fucking dog. Like, no, I'm not. But Spinner gently slaps Craig and Spinner and Craig end up fighting over Manny in front of Paige. It's bad. It's bad. And due to their fight, Paige gets fired from her job. But fortunately, Alex is not as terrible as Spinner. Alex finds Paige to tell her the next day that she talked to their boss and Paige has a shift the next night. 
Spinner pops up to apologize to Paige, and they go back and forth for a bit, but Paige is not having it any longer. She tells Spinner that she's hurt because last night they weren't fighting over her, and she's had enough of this. She's had enough of Spinner, to be specific. The episode ends. Mm. Thank goodness. I had the thought that Paige probably, like, it probably took Alex being like, girl, I don't even like you, and I can see that your partner mm-hmm. is treating you like trash, for her to be like, you know what, you're right. Because I don't know why, you know, people don't listen to their friends. So, like, she wasn't going to listen to Hazel because it was just going to be like, girl, mind your business. But when Alex is literally like, this is embarrassing, she was like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> like, like, I used, I, well, she starts to say, like, I used to be scared of you. And Paige is like, I'm not scary. I'm so not scary. And she's like, no, you're not. You have no backbone. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Why was she, like, why do you think Paige was riding or, like, how am I trying to say it? Like, why was she settling so hard for Spinner? Do you think it's because she owed him money and because he, like, went yeah. through the stuff just because of that? I think she's been feeling pretty badly about herself. And I think that her ego's definitely been shut down. Spinner hat was really supportive up until she crashed her car. Mm. Spinner was pretty, like, very surprisingly, he was not bad. And the only reasons why he got upset with her was because if, like, it was just like a lack of communication, which was like typical teenage stuff. But he didn't have, he wasn't wrong for being mad. He was like, girl, you avoid me. I feel mm-hmm. like a leopard, if we recall. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because I feel like it was probably a control thing, too, since she literally did not have control over, like, the verdict with Dean and, like, the way that people would view her after all that stuff because, you know, they were heavy on the victim blaming that episode. So she probably literally, like, the only stable thing in her life that whole time was Spinner. So her trying to stay with Spinner was a thing. But, wow. Like, he literally flipped back so fast from, like, how we knew him to, like, be so in love with her and, like, trail behind her. And then this episode, he literally is openly treating her like crap and, like, Fighting over other girls in front of her. That is so wild. In front of other girls in front of her and also um, disrespecting her in front of their friend group. Like, he's pretty right. bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. That's wild. So good for her for calling it quits. That was the one tidbit I saw, too, was the end of their relationship. Hallelujah, how they're back. Um, a payment plan sounds great. I honestly wouldn't pay him back anything after all that, but you know, whatever. So for my moral, I said a quote from Hazel. If you let him treat him, you like garbage, he'll keep doing it. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. The one that I pulled was, um, sometimes you don't always have to dig deeper and the answer is right in your face. Like the surface contains mm. the answer you need. Mm-hmm. You don't got a second guess, dig deeper because it's right in front of you. And Spinner and his trash ways were right in front of Paige. Um, so shouts to her for figuring that out by the end rather than a couple episodes later. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, next on Degrassi, you ready? Mm-hmm. Trigger warning, Rick is finally standing up for himself after he tags Spinner and Jay's car, but what he doesn't know is that they are not afraid to strike back. Meanwhile, Joey has to sell his house, and he enlists his ex-girlfriend and realtor, Sydney, to help. If you know, you know, next episode is going to be really, um, it's going to be a two-part episode. It is a very heavy episode, so as this is a super relevant topic, sadly, for the United mm-hmm. States, um... It truly happens like every other day. So 
I would advise if that is triggering for you, school violence is triggering to you as it is for a lot of people, tune out, maybe listen to some trivia and then not listen um, and come back in like two episodes because even the episode after this is really Mm. triggering as well. And then after that, they kind of, they don't forget that the shooting happened, but we're moving on with different storylines. So next episode's going to be a lot. We'll go ahead and wrap things up though. That wraps this week's episode of Below the Dot Podcast. If you enjoyed your listen, please tell a friend to tell a friend to hold you over between episodes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok under some derivative of the username Below the Dot. Feel free to reach out with any questions, comments, or concerns on either of our social media accounts or email us at whateverittakes385 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back this time next week, whatever it takes.